Hi there, and welcome to Vox Talk, your weekly review from the world of voiceover. I'm your host, Stephanie Cicerelli from Voices. Are you worried about AI voices in broadcast? Oscar Sanchez, an Emmy award-winning executive producer and broadcast operations expert, joins me from his home in Miami to discuss AI voices and their impact on the world of radio. In his role at CONCACAF, Oscar provides strategic direction of production, broadcast operations, and media distribution of live global soccer programming for industry-leading global FIFA confederation and governance bodies serving 41 member associations. He also manages and negotiates media rights and contracts for major networks, including Fox, Univision, ESPN, Verizon, Televisa, and more. Oscar, welcome to the show. Thank you for having me, Stephanie. I'm really excited to be here with you and to, uh, I have been following the work that you guys are doing and I'm so excited to be here because I think voice is the power that we all have, luckily, and more and more, even with technology, those that don't have it had the chance to, to express what we think and what we have. So I cannot be more excited of being here. Oh, we're so happy you're here, too. And uh, I I love your updates on LinkedIn. Seriously, everyone, go follow Oscar on LinkedIn. You know, just pause the show right now. Go do it. It's well worth your while. Uh, And I happened to see a status update that you made recently that had to do with AI voices and just kind of the disruptive force that they're becoming in the industry. So uh, just to talk about that with you today. um, So, Oscar, AI voices are everywhere. And from your perspective, where is the technology at now and where is it going? I think the technology, Stephanie, is it's around that, around us when it comes to AI voices, just like everything else in, in the broadcast world, meaning that um, right now we have all the speakers at home. We have all the voices that talk to us when we are in public transportation, when we are at airports, when we go to a governmental a facility. Some of those voices are AI now. So it, it, they are around us. And the process had been accelerated due to the COVID situation because in in many other areas of our industry, what we used to think that, oh, this is going to happen in 2024, in 2025, everything. So when COVID happened, everything was like, oh, no, it needs to happen now. And the process has been accelerated in that area as well. Yes, it has. It's wild. Like just watching the technology, even just a couple of years ago, I was at the voice um, conference and, uh, you know, they were talking about the AI voices and all kinds of different things. And, you know, in 2019, it still kind of felt like it was a bit clunky and it wasn't, you know, um, the voices that we're starting to even hear today. So um, and I know that it's creeping into broadcast and and that's something that's actually quite um, near and dear to a number of our listeners hearts because they work in broadcast they may feel threatened by AI voices and, and what's going on. So from your perspective, um, how much AI voice do you think is being used in broadcast right now? I think it's it's used. It is not as, and let me use the, the word bad, quote unquote, as many could imagine. It has been accelerated. And for instance, more and more um, companies are trying to use AI voices for their demos, because if I am putting together a demo, I can use an AI voice, sell it to my, pitch it to my client, and then when the time comes, I can select the right um, voice that could be directed as I want it, 
to be on that commercial, for instance. But it's increasing because let's let's not uh, let's be clear. It, it decreases cost. It's it's in many instances it decreases cost. For instance, uh, and I think we're gonna go on that topic as well. It's cheaper to have an AI voice doing radio at 3 a.m. when the uh, audience is not as large than having a person at 3 a.m. or doing all the night shift. Is it the same? No. It's cheaper? Yes. Right. So um, we were just thinking about this earlier, but obviously the AI voice is being used in certain ways in radio and, and in broadcast television, I'm sure. <laughs> Some voices that we, we're not, we don't know are actually AI, but they are. So yeah, like AI voice is definitely everywhere. I totally hear you on a disc jockey at 3 a.m. Uh, possibly being more cost effective for for overhead and, and uh, you know just your staffing purposes to have an AI voice. But you know um, where else is it used in in broadcasts and, and where is it most often being applied? It works. It, it is used a lot on the video game world right now. Because I mean, it's uh, we we need to start normalizing that the video games, all the streaming part of that side, and even the, the games themselves are part of our broadcast world. So there, it is super used when they are constructing or building a character, depending on the budget that they have. They are using AI voices that react to the situation. I mean, for instance, the AI voice could be from two different sources. Could be something created by the deep learning or could be something that it's created based on the voice of a character. I mean, uh, if you have a hockey game, you uh, you have the, all the uh, traditional hockey voices, so you pre-record those and they are going to react automatically to the situations in your video game. That's one of the areas that it's, it's happening more and it's, uh, it's evolving still it's not perfect yet, and it will take time to, 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 to be as, as where everybody wants it. Right. I think that, that we're still in that phase where um, the AI voices are still distinguishable. People know, mm -hmm. oh, this, this is probably AI or that's a real voice, but they are getting better all the time. So um, I know you're familiar with this story as well, but for the benefit of our audience, in, in December 2021, on a past episode of Vox Talk, um, I covered a story about Andy Chanley, a career radio personality whose voice was used to create an AI DJ called Andy. And so it's not just his name being Andy, but it actually stands for Artificial Neural Disc Jockey. And while there's a heartwarming human interest angle to the story, and for anyone who wants to go watch the, the Reuters video, you definitely can. Um, it is a, a lovely story. Voices like the one that Andy Chanley helped develop, though, um, are creating a, a disruptive force in the industry. So um, what are your thoughts on AI DJs and what do they bring to the table and where do they fall short? Uh, and this story is the best example of how things are going to evolve or are evolving. Um, AI DJs are consistent. They are could be cheap depending on how you are investing your money. And they are flexible because the scheduling part is not complicated. You can bring a guy to, for, a, for a show anytime during the day, just like we were talking. Where do they fall short? I think voice is one of the powers that humans being, human beings have to be able to 
transmit and to share feelings, to be empathetic at certain moments. And that's where the technology is not there yet. So speaking with some friends that are uh, professionals on directing uh, voices for commercials, voices for different products on, on movies and everything is you can use an AI voice for something that you are planning. However, when you want to achieve something based on your script or your goals, you still need a human being because you can ask that human being to have certain feelings that the AI cannot yet. It's not that all AI have it yet. So if I am asking you, Stephanie, this needs to be, you need to sound a little bit happier. Oh, but I need you to sound, but that little bit, as it is not precise, it's not a number yet. You can input the number on the AI, but it's not going to be the same way or not going to be the same sound that you're going to project as a, as a human being. And there, that's where still AI is falling short. Yes, I can see that. Just as a, a person who has been trained classically in voice and and just, you know, having all the issues of where do you place, you know, your tongue and, and how do you do all these different, you know, in the mask of the face, you want to put the sound here. Um, it, it just seems to me like um, we've, you know, there's a lot more that goes into just figuring out the right way to even make the sound, let alone yeah. try to punch something into a computer saying, oh, level two happiness. Like, what does this mean? Right? Yeah. Like, I don't know. Like, there's so much more nuance. And also, like, the human who is reading the, the copy, they can infuse their own memories and emotions and basically their own inspiration for what they're doing. And it will be unique and different every time. It's like anytime you go see a, a a theater production on stage, every show is going to be different in some way. Like it, it's not mechanical. It's not something that you can engineer and reproduce to be the exact same because depending on who the audience is, you know, what the mood is like, what you had for dinner that night, any number of factors can actually go into creating a performance and AI doesn't necessarily have all of that at its disposal. Absolutely. And just think about the situation. You're driving and there's a very sad, incident that happened in the world two minutes ago so the last thing that you expect is that the dj that it's on the radio is super happy not aware of what is happening it's not able to address what you, what you just read on twitter or whatever well you're driving you're not reading but somebody just told you so i think that is an area where still we human beings and the voice professionals can take advantage of this. And I know it's it's complicated and I know it's the industry is changing a lot and you can be uh, you can be you can feel threatened threatened and you can feel that your work is going to go away. But I, I think we have two options. You refer to the post in LinkedIn. You can be the grumpy old troll just like in that uh, <laughs> Dora the Explorers series. And be on guard and be, hey, no, you cannot do this in this company. We're going to work together to, but you're not going to stop AI. AI is going, it's here and it's going to stay here forever. Things that you can do, you can embrace it. You can learn how to work with it because it could become a passive income source for you. Because if you are a professional voice, just like a singer gets money out of every time their song is being played, you can get money out of every time your voice or your characteristical voice is used to be part of an AI project. So I, I think we need to embrace it and need to be, I mean, 
aware of what it is because not everybody I think we all think there's there will be a robot in the in the <laughs> studio doing what I'm doing and still we're not there yet I guess yeah the robots have not yet come for you is what we're saying like, <laughs> there's still some hope you know like we can uh, keep going um but I know that in um, our conversations um leading up to this conversation we've also noted that um you know it isn't just the on-air talent who's being replaced necessarily with AI for certain things like you know um, commercials and I don't even know what imaging would sound like I don't think that would be really good but but anyway like um it's not just the voice people it's not just the announcers or or that it's it's other people too. So um, can you tell us more about how AI and automation is affecting other roles in broadcast? I think it's everywhere when it comes. Uh, it's everywhere because right now you don't need, I mean, the technology is evolving so much that you might not, we might, might not need Jeff because uh, the, uh, all the boards and all, all the work is happening automatically. You have the boards pretty uh, set up and they our voices and our recording is going to be directly. It is happening a lot on its own audio. It is happening on, on video control. It is happening on, I mean, in sports, you can tell that um, you can, AI is doing, it's cutting the highlights of your favorite sports that you will see on Twitter or on any other social media. And it, it it's, it's automatic. It's, they, you just need to input what you want in those highlights and the AI is going to adapt to, to those inputs and it's going to cut the highlights of your hockey games or your Canadian football or your American football, whatever. Oh, sorry. That was like a really visceral kind of way of like, it just, it, it's like, well, but what about curation? What about someone picking something because it makes sense in context? Like, you know, but, like... How does AI that's, know to that's do that? That's the other point. That's the other point, Stephanie. However, the the, the part here is is highlights. For instance, is very re repetitive. You know, in a soccer game, which is what I do a lot, is you always want the teams coming out of the locker rooms. You want the initial whistle of the referee. You want every goal and and maybe a card, and you want the halftime whistle and the end uh, the full time whistle. So that. The, the technology is doing it automatically. There are three, five companies right now doing that. And you will be surprised that you can, I can put you the highlights of two, uh, one package of highlights done by a person and one do, uh, has been done by AI. And you cannot tell the difference. And you might t think that the AI is better. Where do people play a role in this? Is Stephanie, I, I think the key is, curating just like you just mentioned what inputs do you put in those uh in those uh technologies to cut the highlights what inputs do you uh, create is it is it that the editors are going away no maybe the editors will play a different role instead of being more curators mean more, more people that determine what are the processes to get to those points Wow, that sounds like almost an entirely different skill set, though, is it? Like, do people have to learn how to be more strategic, perhaps, with instead of just doing their role? Yes, yes, definitely, definitely. And probably, I think we all need to learn to do something that we usually are not thought for. You, we usually are. We need to, you need to be a great nine to five employee and you need to do A, B, and A plus B plus C to achieve D. But 
we're not usually thought to think about how to improve and to create strategies to get to the on a different way or to tweak. So I think we all have the responsibilities and that goes back to what we were discussing in terms of adapt, embrace, look for opportunities is put your processes in paper, sit down five minutes and or more minutes and put them on paper. And you will know that that knowledge that you have been accumulating through the last five years or 20 years of your life is valuable. And it's going to have a value when it comes to evolve within your career. And that applies to uh, to voice as well, Stephanie. It's like, how, how can I be a better voice? How can I adapt? How can I take advantage, for instance, I, I think one of the areas where voices have been benefited the most in the last 10 years is in the dis, uh, disruption that happened to location. You can be a great voice uh, right now and be able to record almost instantly for commercials, for movies, for radios that are in Australia or that are in uh, in Los Angeles and you are in Canada or or if you speak Spanish for shows in Spain. So I think that's one of the biggest benefits that technology has brought to, to the area of voices. That didn't happen 20 years ago or 30 years ago. 30 years ago, we needed Stephanie to record, send a tape or send whatever format we had and wait for at least a week to get, to get it on air. And if Stephanie didn't hit the, the recording, we needed to we needed to go back and the process was delayed. So technology is helping us a lot and, and it's giving us bigger opportunities, just like not only on the on the on the broadcast side in side in general, but also on the on the voicing side, which is really important. I like what you said about, you know, all that you've done so far in your career is not a waste. You know, you, you've been in for 25 years or whatever it is. And, uh, you know, everything you've learned, the skills that you have, they're transferable. It's just you've got to find a way to adapt, as you said, and embrace what's going on. Um, I think that that's a, a big message for our audience because it's it's kind of like, you know, AI voice, the final frontier. You know, these are the voyages yeah. of the poor talent who are worried about their jobs. Um, so, you know, I just, it feels like, um, the, you know, just the atmosphere has changed a lot over the past couple of years. Um, I think, uh, I don't speak for everyone in the industry, but it certainly feels like it was like, oh, that'll never be good enough. You know, oh, oh, but wait a minute. It's, it's getting a little better. Still not passable. You know, like it's still tell the, but wait a minute, like that actually sounds like it's real. So I have not, um, yet been to see, uh, Top Gun Maverick. I don't know if you have, but um, yes. from you have. Okay, so you you know. Yes. Um, so how did um, Val Kilmer's AI voice come across in that film? I know that they were using the voice that uh, was created for him. Yeah, what I read is they took they took different samples of his voice throughout his career, and they created and curated based on those samples something to for the movie. Is it's impressive. I think it is. It's it's where the where the where technology is going. It's a great opportunity when you think about it, Stephanie, because we're thinking about in this case a, a, a fictional character in a movie. But what about the people that lost their voices for certain reasons and could have the opportunity to communicate? And if I I don't know you, but if you are in the audience and if you if one of your loved ones lost uh, their voices. And you get the opportunity to hear, hear that I love you again or that I care about you, a thank you. 
at even though it is through a computer, it's going to make you cry or move your feelings or something, and it's going to give an, a better opportunity for for communication. So it is it is that the possibilities are endless. I, I think we need to, Stephanie, embrace it. Also, be transparent. If you are an employer that are thinking on using AI. Talk to the people, talk to your DJs, talk to your actors, to your the people that provides voices to your to your projects. Because the first thing that they are gonna if if they feel that you are hiding something, they're gonna feel threatened. And they are gonna be uh, not happy at that about that, and they're not gonna help you, and it's going to be more complicated. But however, if you keep them informed through the process, the things could go better. And they could even help you develop what you're trying to achieve. Okay, yes, don't worry. We're not going to fire you. We're going to get you on a better shift, but we want to avoid having somebody at 3 a.m. in the morning to say, welcome to Radio uh, Blue. This is uh, Oscar at 3 a.m. in the morning, and I hope you're having a good time. So, Yeah, and that's not hard for an AI voice to say, obviously, right? Uh, but I, I really do appreciate the whole idea of the employer um, using this as an opportunity to walk alongside their employees and say, uh, we're going to be embracing this technology. We want you to come along for the ride. You know, it's kind of like, you know, are they going to be part of the journey with with them or not? And and one of the best ways to get buy-in, you know, is to, to help someone understand how it will actually help them. So um, I guess these uh, AI technologies, they could be augmentative, like they could help yeah. someone to actually do their own work better or to scale what they're able to do. So when you realize like this is going to make me a better professional or it's going to save me time, um, maybe I won't have to stay late after my shift and cut all these spots because I can go home and have dinner with my family and that matters more yeah. to me, um, then, then that could really be uh, what helps people understand why this technology is helpful and also to appreciate that it isn't them as people that are being um, thrown to the wayside. It's more or less just this is the way the technology is moving. Obviously, we want to be using your voice and we'll create this, you know, voice, AI voice of you or whatever it might be. Uh, but, but that's a whole other thing. So I, I know in, in our questions here, I also did want to ask you, uh, you know, like since it is here to stay, um, should other voice actors consider doing as Andy Chanley did and work with someone to build their own AI voice? Definitely. Definitely, because that's, that goes back to the concept of passive income. It talks about how you care of yourself. I mean, I think the best part that a voice talent has is that the best tool they have is their voice, but it's also a, a curse in certain way because you need to take care of it. You cannot do the th same things that others do going out and coming, I mean, when it's super cold outside and without protecting your, uh, your throat or stuff like that. So I, I think... That gives you the flexibility. Can you build your own personality? Can you be at the beach in uh, in the Caribbean while you are running the show in in a, on a radio? Your voice or your AI voice is running a, a segment in a radio in Vancouver or in Detroit or in anywhere in the world. That is doable. It's possible. But that goes a, a, along with the concept of let's build that personality, Stephanie. It's you as a as a voice professional actor dj or whatever you can build that personality and take advantage of ai and imagine you'll be sitting and you'll be hearing your commercials or you'll be hearing your voice in a commercial that 
you never recorded, but it was it's based on your character and you are earning your money out of that. So that's where the industry should it's going, and that's where the people, the professionals in this area, should try. It's one of the ways that they should try to take advantage of. Those are excellent thoughts. And I know a lot of talent have been kind of wondering about this area. Uh, there are services out there that are working on um, individual voices for talent and that sort of thing. Uh, so yeah, it's it's a, definitely an area to explore. And I know that we'll in future episodes of Vox Talk, we're, we're going to continue on this AI vein and, and talk more about those details um, as they uh, they occur to us. So, um, But Oscar, like this has been a wonderful conversation. I'm so glad that you could join Thank us you. today. Yeah, and uh, you so been, you're you're a great host. Trust me, it's great to have a host that it's so easy to talk to. Oh well, that is so kind of you to say. Um, and I want more people to know you, Oscar. So uh, before we go, how can they learn more about what you're doing and follow your work? Uh, thank you. I'm I'm Stephanie. I'm on LinkedIn, publishing, trying to publish every day. I think it's uh, I have a lot of work in my in my daily life, but I think writing and publishing it's like a like a peace point for me because it's like putting my mind in something else so i'm on linkedin you can find me there as oscar sanchez rivera um and i'm usually uh, sharing information about the broadcast industry sharing information about talking about how can we take advantage of technology how can we better colleagues with our colleagues how can we uh, improve and how can we try to be an industry because sometimes we are too segmented and we are trying to and and we are there we we together are a strong force and we take a uh, uh, command in sharing the information many information that people need for their lives and most important telling stories Stephanie because at the end of the day that's what we all do so if you wanna uh, look for me there I'll be there if not I'll, I mean I'll see you around or I'll hear you around which is more important. <laughs> Wonderful. Well, thank you, Oscar. We'll talk again soon. Thank you, Stephanie. And that's the way we saw the world through the lens of voiceover this week. Thank you for listening and for following the show. A big thank you to our special guest, Oscar Sanchez, for sharing his time and insight with us today. If you enjoyed this episode, be sure to share it with your friends. One of the best ways to let us know that you appreciated the show is to drop us a line by emailing voxtalk at voices.com or joining the conversation on social media. For Voices, I'm your host, Stephanie Cicerelli. Vox Talk is produced by Jeff Bremner. Thank you for listening, and we'll see you next week. Thank mm-hmm. you.